Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Thursday, May the 25th, 2023, at 11.16 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, debt default and worry. Debt default and worry. Now that's that's what I want you to focus on but really if I if I was to try to explain it if I was really to try to to try to explain what I really want you to consider like debt default and worry it will all make sense here in a minute but if I was to try to expand on this so that you really understand the direction I want you to think about what you're, I want you to really focus on today is I want us to really focus on sometimes the disconnect between what we read in our Bibles, we say we believe, and then what we actually do, what we actually feel, how we actually think. Because sometimes there is a massive disconnect. I know we don't want there to be. Look, I know I I can speak for anyone who claims to be a Christian. What we all want is to open our Bibles, read it, and go. That's That's what the Word of God says. That's what I believe. And I'm going to do exactly as it tells me to do. I'm going to feel the way it tells me to feel. I'm going to think the way it tells me to think. I'm going to act the way it tells me to act. But we all know there's a disconnect, right? We read it, and then sometimes we find ourselves doing the complete opposite. And sometimes the reason this happens is it's it's very easy when you're sitting in the pew on a Sunday morning, sometimes to say, amen, I believe this. Yes, I'm going to do it. And then when all of a sudden you find yourself in certain situations, it becomes much more difficult. So I think sometimes there is a disconnect. And I cannot speak for you this morning, but I'm feeling a little bit of a disconnect this morning in my own life. Let me explain. First, let's go to the scriptures. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. You ready? We're going to read a lot of scripture here. Well, I, I, but this is the scripture that I know this is the way I'm supposed to think. I know this is the way I'm supposed to feel. I know that I'm supposed to act in accordance with this, but I'm feeling a disconnect from it this morning. Here we go. Matthew chapter six, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. I'm not to be worried about earthly treasures, right? I'm not to be trying to lay up treasures here on earth. This is not my home. This is where my focus should not be here. I should lay up for myself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. If I'm going to lay up treasures, I need spiritual treasures that I'm laying up in heaven, not earthly treasures. My focus needs to be heavenly, not earthly. My focus needs to be spiritual, not material. All right. That, that sounds good. And everyone sitting in, a, in the pew on a Sunday will probably say amen to this. 
Verse 21, for where my treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay, say, well, so where, wherever I put my treasure, that's where my heart is. And my heart is supposed to be set. My affections are supposed to be set on things above. My heart, in a sense, is supposed to be given over to God. But wherever my treasure is, that's where my heart is. And so many times you put your heart where it shouldn't be. You give your heart to that which it should not be given to. Stay with me. Verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. In other words, if my eye is focused on the right thing, it's single. It's, it's focused on the right thing. Okay, then great. But look at this. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body should be full of darkness. It therefore, if therefore the light that is in the darkness, how great is that darkness? If my eye is not focused on the right thing, then it's, then everything's going to be dark and it's, and, and there's going to be, it's not going to be a good thing spiritually. Now look at verse 24, Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You're going to have to choose earthly, material, spiritual, and heavenly. What's it going to be? Now, I want, to, I want to tell you that right now that, oh, hey, guys, I don't know about the rest of you, but my treasure is in heaven. My, my master that I serve is heavenly. It's spiritual. It's not earthly. It's not fleshly. It's not material. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of you. I wish I could say that, but the reality is I'm like, hey, guys, I'm just like the rest of you. I want to store up treasures here on earth. My focus is on earthly things. My focus is on material things. That's what sometimes I become more focused on. And I I can't be the only one. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 25, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Now it says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought thought. That's Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. That's from the King James. Take no thought. If you look up Matthew 6, 25 and a number of other translations, let me go to it right here. Matthew 6, 25. Matthew 6, 25. And we look up all the English translations. We will read things like this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry Another translation, this is why I tell you not to worry, uh, the ESV. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. So this is about don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't do that. Don't do that. And what am I not to worry, not to be anxious about? Take no thought. The King James, don't be worried, don't be anxious uh, of what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for uh, your body, what you shall put on. Is not your life more than meat and the body than raiment? In other words, I should not be worried and anxious about those kinds of things. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, uh, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, how they toll not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which uh, today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he 
Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, I know these passages raise a million philosophical questions and a million philosophical problems. But at their very core, the very essence of these, these verses are telling me, look, put your faith in God. Don't be filled with worry and anxiety. Put your focus on spiritual and heavenly treasure, not earthly and material. Put your focus there. Don't be preoccupied with everything going on in this world. Don't be worried about this and worried about that. You put your focus and your faith on the things of God. That That is its very essence. I know it raises a million questions and that I've talked about those questions. But for today, I don't want to get sidetracked by all of those philosophical questions and just grab on to the basic essence of what's being said here. And there's plenty of times that I could sit in a, 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 you know, in a church, in a sanctuary on a Sunday and be like, amen, my focus is going to be heavenly. My focus is going to be spiritual. It's not going to be earthly. It's not going to be material. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be filled with anxiety. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to be the spiritual person I'm supposed to be. And then you wake up in the morning, you lean over, you pick up your iPad because this is exactly what happened to me this morning, and I hit play, and this is what I heard. The drama over the debt ceiling can look kind of the same every day. Like, people go into meetings, they come out, no deal yet, that was the same case yesterday. But two things did stick out to me that had nothing to do with politicians. One was stock prices continuing to go down faster. You can almost see traders getting a bit more nervous as we get closer to June 1st. Remember, that's the day we've been told the U.S. could default on the debts we promised to pay. The government's already promised to send out money for stuff like Social Security, but if we don't raise the debt ceiling, we can't cut those checks. The other thing I found interesting came from the person who first named June 1st as our national deadline. I'm not going to speculate on precisely what will happen if that doesn't occur. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was asked yesterday what would actually happen if the U.S. defaulted. She didn't have a lot of specifics, leading to the question, did she not want to say because that makes people panic, or do we really not know? ABC's Elizabeth Schulze covers economics and policy. Now, immediately when I started hearing this, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, we could default on our debt. I knew this has been, you know, looming and coming. And wait a minute, we wouldn't be able to pay certain things because unless we raise the debt ceiling, we can't cut the checks. So that means people living on Social Security, they wouldn't possibly get their checks. And then I started thinking, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. My entire economic survival Right for me personally, my entire economic survival is based on receiving a check from the government. My military retirement, oh, and my VA disability is literally without those two things. I cannot, I have no money for food. I have no money for anything. Like I would be in financial ruin. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got to keep listening to this. But but so at, at this point in the morning when I'm listening to this, guess what I'm not even thinking about? I'm not thinking about lay not your treasures on earth, but lay them in heaven. You know, don't worry about this. Don't worry. I, all I'm thinking is, wait a minute, what would happen? What would happen if this occurs? What would happen if the, what would happen to me? What would happen to my family? What, what would happen to my home? What would happen? Like, I've got, I got like, 
there, there's some consequences there, right? Right. And, and I, at this point, I'm just going to be honest with you. I was, I was focused on, I wasn't even worried about anybody else at this moment. I wasn't worried about what, what about other people? How would this impact them? What would this mean? Like, what would this mean just as a nation? So let's, let's continue to listen as they try to unravel exactly what could happen. We're not saying it will happen. We don't want this to be exaggeration and hyperbole and just create unnecessary fear and worry. But there's some possible, very devastating consequences that, or put it this way, there's a lot of unknown consequences. Let's continue to listen. Elizabeth, there was this moment when someone asked, like, say you have no money to pay out because you haven't raised the debt limit, whose money would dry up first? She couldn't answer. And it made me wonder for the first time, how do we know when the money's gone, Elizabeth? Like, what would a default actually look like? Look, the unsatisfying answer here, Brad, is that we do not know. And the reason we don't know is because the U.S. has never defaulted on its debt. In its entire history of this country, Mm -hmm. this has never happened before. And it's something that the Treasury Secretary says often. It's something that traders who I talk to on Wall Street say often. No one exactly knows how this is going to play out. But what was really unsatisfying from this answer yesterday from Treasury Secretary Yellen is that she said we're not involved in planning if there's a default. We are committed to not having um, missed payments and raising the debt ceiling. So that's not a situation we face. Basically saying we're not even sure what's going to happen if we get to this point. And she said it's just not an acceptable state of affairs. Now, how much of that is a negotiating tactic to say we simply do not want to get to that point and we don't even want to open up the door to let people know what we're thinking if we get there? TBD. But the fact is that the government is in this position where for the first time ever, it might need to decide who gets paid and who doesn't. And that would have massive consequences on the U.S. and the global economy. Brad. Yeah, let's talk about that, because if, if we're talking about June 1st as the date when, like, America essentially runs out of money to give, well, what happens if, like, the bill comes due for veterans benefits on the first of the month and then Social Security comes due on the second of the month? Like, do we just pay the veterans first and then just wait to run out of money? Or do we try to spread it out so every American gets something? Like, what happens if we just don't have any money left on, on the horizon? I mean, what the Treasury Secretary said is this is an impossible choice to have to make here. You're looking at the calendar of payments due. $47 billion is supposed to go out for Medicare on June 1st, $24 billion for veterans benefits and military and civil retirement that same day. The next day, it's $25 billion for Social Security. So how do you... Now, you, I don't know where you fit in any of those categories. You may not fit, but I fit in the military VA category. Not Social Security, not Medicare, but in those two, like I, what, what, I don't know what would happen. I don't know. I mean, like, it, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking it through. Like, there's not much I can do. I mean, the Bible tells me here, what, what, you know, who can add a cubit to their life by worrying? Like, what, what, like all the worrying you can do. I know, I know theologically that the Bible tells me, hey, you're not to worry about this. Don't be anxious about this. Life is more than that. Don't be setting your treasures on here on earth. Keep your focus heavenly, spiritual. Like, I, I know the right theological answer. But in this situation, all I'm thinking is somebody better fix this situation, because if I don't get my military retirement and my disability, I'm going to be turning on the microphone going, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I have no money. And then not only that, not only that, how does that impact maybe people in my church? 
right? How does that, because if people in my church don't get any money, well, then you can see the trickle down effect, right? Then they can't give, they can't give. Well, then we can't pay for this podcast. Like like you can just see how the, it, it, it spirals out of control, not just for me, but for people all across the country. Now I'm hoping that right now there's a little bit of concern. Everybody knows, everyone's now trying to figure out figure out what it could mean, but it's not going to happen. That That's my hope. By no means am I an expert in this area of life. What I do know is I know what I'm, how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm supposed to think biblically, but I know I don't do that. Right now, I can't say, um, uh, I see here, um, well, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature, right? Like I, I, I know right now, therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be, clo- be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth what you need, uh, knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore for no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I know what I'm supposed to do. Not worry. I'm supposed to set my focus first on the heavenly, not the earthly, the spiritual, not the material. I am not to worry and be filled with anxiety. And then I am to seek first the kingdom of God. And I am to take no thought for tomorrow because today has enough to worry about. I like, I can outline that. I can go through Matthew six there and I can outline. I can create a great sermon, right? I could get four points, five points, preach each point. I could preach it. I could teach it. I could turn on this microphone. We could talk about it all day. But the reality is preaching it, teaching it, and knowing it is radically different than, hey, um, we're sorry to inform you, you will not be getting your military retirement. You will not be getting your VA disability because the United States of America has defaulted on its deficit and we have not raised the debt ceiling. So you're out of luck. Okay. Yeah, but People, the the mortgage company wants its mortgage. the 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 electric, electrical company wants the electric bill. The like all of these bills are come to. Oh wait, and I need food. See now, now all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. I I just preached Matthew chapter six. I just pre. Yeah, see, that's when it's always easy to read the scripture to say we believe the scripture. It's always easy to t- teach the scripture. The problem is trying to put it into practice in our everyday lives. And and look, this is just one area. Look, you can think of a million areas in your life where you know, I know what the Bible tells me to do here. I know. And we constantly find ourselves doing the opposite because of our own sinful nature. We know that. That's how come this the Sermon on the Mount gives us all of this. We know we are going to fall short of it. Thank goodness the one who preached the Sermon on the Mount obeyed it and did it perfectly because in him, then I am perfect and I am obedient to this, but in practice, I'm struggling a little bit. Let's let's, let's finish listening to the rest of this. You decide who is more deserving of those benefits than others. That is not a position that the government ever wanted to be in. And by the way, it's not a position that the government knows it can be in legally. Prioritization is not really something that's operationally feasible. 
Um, so there will be some difficult choices to make. In the past, the Treasury Department has said it thinks it has the legal authority to prioritize which payments go out. But ultimately, if it was in a position where it was choosing one over another, Brad, that would almost certainly face legal challenges. Beyond just those federal payments for programs that millions of Americans rely on, Brad, the government also has to make payments out to people who own government debt. So that's bondholders. A lot of pension funds hold U.S. bonds. A lot of investors have U.S. bonds. Foreign countries hold on to U.S. bonds. Wall Street would be freaked out if all of a sudden the U.S. cannot pay interest that it owes on those bonds. That would be what's called a technical default. And a lot of investors are banking on this idea that ultimately the Treasury Department would choose to make those interest payments, pay out its creditors, before possibly making out those payments to Americans for Medicare, Social Security, VA benefits. Wait, 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 wait. The people like when like when when little Johnny gets like a, a little like U.S. government bond on his graduation day or something, and that carries like whatever interest that pays out in June of 2023. You're saying that person might get their money before the Social Security person would? Exactly. One financial advisor I talked to today said that if you have a bill that is maturing on June 1st, you're going to get your money back. But that is not the case that you can for sure say that if you are a Medicare recipient on June 1st expecting a payment, you're going to get your money. And you can only imagine the political backlash that would ensue if that was the kind of decision that the Treasury Department found itself having to make. And it's why the Treasury Secretary said it is an impossibly hard choice. And why you'd really want the Treasury Department to have a plan. And yet here they are essentially saying, we're not in charge of planning if this happens. It's all on you guys. All right. Elizabeth Schulze, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Brad. That is something. All I can say is... Yeah, that can't happen. That's all I can say. There's just no way that can. There's just no way it cannot happen. But it is something that I, I, we have to pay attention to it. Like we've got to at least keep an eye to it so that you know what's coming, right? So you got to know what's coming. But all I can say theologically, theologically, all I can say theologically is this. Therefore, Take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I just know theologically that... That is what we're supposed to do. But I know that's true in every situation when there's something I want this or I desire this or I need this or whatever the issue is. We sometimes have to say, no, 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 no. The right thing here is I'm not going to worry, not going to be filled with anxiety about that. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. And I know God knows what I need before I need it. He know and and uh, today, each day has enough things to worry about on that day instead of worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. So I can't worry about if this is going to happen tomorrow. I can't worry. I can't be filled with anxiety about it. What I can do today is seek first the kingdom of God today. I don't know where the money's going to come tomorrow. I don't have any clue. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know they're speaking there of the of worst case scenario. I'm hoping and thinking, hey, this is not going to happen 
the, the, you know, hopefully, hopefully our governmental leaders will get together and work together, stop with the partisanship, stop fighting and, and start trying to get political points, do what's best, fix this problem so that we will be better off, hopefully, come tomorrow. But in the meantime, all I can do is seek first the kingdom of God. So what I'm trying to do in this situation is I could sit here and rant and rave politically. That's a useless. I could sit here and worry Obviously, that's not going to fix anything, but I know that this serves as a great example to me how knowing the Bible, reading the Bible, preaching the Bible is something far different than taking those scriptures and applying them when the situation goes completely against our feelings and our desires and our wants. That's where that's where Christianity always becomes the most difficult is when we are, we, like, this is what scripture tells me I'm supposed to be doing right now, but this is what I feel. This is what I desire. But I know, I, I know in every situation, sometimes you got to set aside what you want, what you desire. Don't worry about tomorrow. And then today, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know if you're going to be impacted by this. I don't. I don't have any clue. If this happens, I don't know. I don't know how many people listening to this are dependent upon Medicare, Social Security, or military, or VA. I don't know. I don't know how it possibly impacts you. I don't know how this could, your pension fund, I don't know how it's going to impact you. On one hand, I would say, hey, if this is going to impact you, let me know. We'll do everything in our power to try to help you. But at this point, I don't even, I don't know if I can even say that because I, I, I'm going to be trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. But I know this, no matter what happens, right? Like, I know this to be true theologically. If, if everything collapses, right? I lo- let's say I lose my house. Let's just say, theoretically, let's, let's take this to worst case scenario. This is just a hypothetical. I was to lose my house, lose everything, had to get rid of my car. Like barely, like all I have now is a little room with a Bible, a notebook. I can't even do podcasting anymore. Can't do anything. It's all over. It's just gone. Maybe lose the church. Just like everything is just destroyed, right? Because of this, say, economic catastrophe catastrophe, catastrophic situation. Let's say, well, I know what I would supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to do is seek first the kingdom of God, not be filled with worry and anxiety. Seek first the kingdom of God, give myself to prayer, to fasting, to discipleship, to evangelism, to the great commission. I'm to, I'm to lay, I'm to, I'm to seek first the kingdom of God. I'm to set, uh, I'm to store up treasures in heaven and not worry about the earthly economic situation and then seek to minister to people to the best of my ability. I know all of that. Theoretically, I can say all of those words. Now, I don't know what I would actually do in those situations because I think what I would be doing is filled with worry and anxiety, uh, Anger, frustration, bitterness, who knows what? I mean, I like, I'm just going to be honest with you. It, it would be a list of wrong attitudes. It would be a list of wrong thoughts. It would be a list of wrong emotions. Hopefully somewhere in there, I could be like, okay, let me, let me read it. Let me read it. I keep reading this, not for your benefit, for my benefit. Okay. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after 
All these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the mor- for, for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What's your thoughts? Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. What are your thoughts as we are possibly witnessing the first time in history that the U.S. government would default on the debt? Possibly not going to raise the debt ceiling. Therefore, they wouldn't possibly even have the money to cut checks that millions of Americans are absolutely dependent upon. How do you feel about that? Are you even worried? Are you not worried? Are you greatly concerned? Love to get your thoughts. That is your today's focus. I hope you'll find some benefit in this. I hope I hope it will be at least give you something to think about, but really focus in on that on that Matthew uh, section of scripture there in Matthew 6. Really think about it. I know we're, we're going to fall short of it, and thank goodness Christ obeyed it, but it at least gives us much to think about and to consider. All right? I hope so. That is your today's focus for Thursday, May the 25th, 2023.